Welcome to 216, a link to the past randomizer podcast. I am your host, Fear Agent. Today on the show, we've got Telethar. Had a great conversation with Telethar. Excited to get to it. Going to make the intro quick. Not a lot going on. Tark admin applications are all in. Voting is happening. Wednesday is the last day to vote. I think 9 a.m. Pacific, so noon Eastern. We'll see who gets elected and where Tart goes from there. League signups just opened. Opened for two weeks this time, so you got plenty of time to register. I know a lot of people are excited about League this year. Really helps that they kicked ass with the mode selection. And I know people are really looking forward to the playoffs this year as well, being all co-op. That's going to be really big. And I know of a few invitational teams that are returning that didn't play either last season or the season before. It gets me very excited. So it doesn't mean that they're going to be guaranteed the invitational spot. It all depends on how many teams from the invitational drop out. I know a couple. There'll be room for, for a couple of teams to get called up. The competition is going to be fierce, though, for the call-ups, I think, this year. Just a lot of good returning players. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And Crosskey Swiss is about to wrap up. So that's going to be interesting to see who makes the top 16 there. Uh, what else is happening? 216 Fantasy Football is going to be kicking off again in September. Football is just around the corner. I watched the Hall of Fame game, which it's not good. It's not good football. But a lot of people watched it. And that's just because football fans are jacked to have football back. So... Really excited for the Seahawks this year. Mariners are doing really well. One of the hottest teams in baseball. Just lost a series to the Orioles, though. A really tough, tough series. Orioles turns out pretty good. So uh, M's making a push for the playoffs. Excited about that. Been playing a little bit. That's been fun. You won't see me on the ladder, but I might join a, a pickup race here or there. Doing some asyncs. I'm just really excited for League. So it's two weeks of registration and then... I'm not sure exactly the timeline, usually a week or two to figure out the divisions and then we'll be getting a reveal stream sometime in September, I think. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the league this year. I think there's going to be a lot of really strong, fun competition. Always a big fan of co-op stuff. And the fact that, again, the playoffs are all co-op, I think, is just a home run. So today on the show, Telethar. I've talked a lot about Telethar on this podcast in the past. I mentioned that in the beginning of the interview. Just a big fan of the guy. Re- really am a big fan of the way he approaches the game, the way he has, you know, kind of come onto the scene and just performed really, really well. There's a humbleness to him, but he's still very competitive. I, I really like that. We talk a lot about his approach and how it's very different than my approach. And I'm always drawn to people that have a different approach to the game, the way they tackle the logic or the way they, they just play in general it was a really, really fun conversation. We laughed a lot and, uh, and had a really good time. So I think you'll enjoy it, but let's get to it. Here's Telethar. All right, Telethar, super excited to have you on the show. I don't know, maybe outside of Zelga of someone who's been mentioned on the show more than you, I think <laughs> with uh, how quickly you kind of came up and rose to, well, you brought your level, your game level up really quickly, at least apparently to me and a lot of other people, it was just like remarkable. Like, wow, this guy's really, really good. How did he get so good? In fact, you were so good so quickly that I thought you were German. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out you're not German. You're actually, uh, in, in Washington State with me. So, yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. So, in fact, you are not German, or you might be, I don't know what your, your lineage is, but you are an American <laughs> in, the, in the state of Washington. Yeah. You are, <laughs> the reason I thought you were German is just because there's a lot of, there's a lot of German players and they get really good. And, you, you know, if you're not in the German community, then you might not know who they are. And yeah, Telethar yeah, could be a German name, I think. I don't know. I'm trying to find a way out of that, that situation. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, it totally makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, you've had a, a really good run here in the last uh, last year or so with winning the league uh, with OK Dudes. I know uh, GGW's called you like the biggest nerd in Rando as well because I see you posting a lot of stuff as well. Like your breakdown and your insight into like a logic and routing and stuff has been really cool to watch in the last year or so. So I'm excited to hear your story 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any clue when I break down things and say things I I'm outside of like the logic is X. I know when I'm, when I'm saying that that's true, but like I make a lot of statements about this is the right way to do it. You're probably doing this wrong. Like those are all just my guess. And like, I'm, I'm constantly debating myself. So sure. But I think you come at it with logic, right? Like it's not just necessarily a feeling. Like I feel like there's different people the the way they play this game is different. Some people are very logic based. Some people are gut based. I feel like I'm more gut and it feels like you're probably more logic. Like you, you like to look at how the game works and try to figure out like what's going on. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm very logic based in everything I do. Yeah. Just, I think not there's just a random. It's a <laughs> sure, mindset. Sure. Totally. And I think there's a rise of that at least, um, that I've noticed with like you and structural Mike are two of the bigger proponents of like, let's, let's kind of take emotion or stuff out of it. And let's just kind of look at it logically. Um, very Spock, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's just so different than the way I approach stuff. So I'm always curious to hear people, other people's perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that rando like one V one competitive rando racing is actually a very, uh, weird thing in the sense of like what you're actually supposed to do if Mm -hmm. that ever develops all the way at where you know to the end goal right where people are just going to be skipping completely (laughs) nonsense things just right just all over the place because like the way i describe it is that like if you imagine in some theoretical world you're facing an exact copy of yourself and they it makes all the same decisions you do but that a uh, copy of yourself also decides to skip Link's house chest. You're going to lose almost all the time by like three seconds to that guy. Mm, yeah. So like there's skips out there that people aren't doing that probably should be happening. Uh, what exactly those skips are, I don't know, but like <laughs> people need to be playing very uh, unhinged. Sure. Right, well, let's take one. For example, I think uh, you and I watched it was structural Mike versus was it Jesse in 80 keys or, or cross keys? Or I think it was 80 keys and Mike got to, it was Mr. Ed. Was it Mr. Ed? I don't know. I, I might remember. play Mr. Ed and I'm playing Jesse. So I'm trying. Okay. It was just, <laughs> it was just a match recently where yeah. structural Mike gipped the Meyer cutting chest. Yeah. That was, and, uh, yeah. And I was in chat. I think Ari was restreaming it. You were in chat and some other people were in chat and I didn't understand the skip. Like, it was still early enough to where I feel like you just clear it, even though he didn't have the three keys and the bow was there. And not only was it the, the a bow there, it was the actual logical bow that the seat ended up wanting you to get because the other one yeah. was in, in GT. And we, I, I wouldn't say we debated, but I think we had a, a healthy conversation about like, what's the proper choice there? Like I didn't understand Mike skipping it. And I think, you and and Mike, structural Mike, have a very similar way of approaching these seeds. So yeah, I think that 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 skip was uh, my influence. I'm a big fan of skipping that check. Yeah. Um. So I mean, the way I see it is, what are the chances that you're going to have to do this check? So one thing you're weighing is, you know, just that it's garbage. Like just straight up skipping it, even if it was in logic. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a pretty garbage check to do like right it takes forever you gotta it takes forever like it unless there's something there you're you're trading off doing like four other checks instead of doing that one like Mm -hmm. you're not trading it off but you're going to be late to the next four checks so how how often have you lost a race because it's lost by you know 20 30 seconds and then like you don't pinpoint it on oh i shouldn't have done minor cutscene but like that's a thing sure if you cut a minute off of your time every race that's a, that's a lot. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of races that swing because you just suddenly have a minute because you just arbitrarily decided to skip that check. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. And yeah. the other part is, what are the chances that I need to do this? Because it, it could very well just be locked by GT access. Sure. And like, yeah. And then, you know, do I need to do it? Because it has a pendant big key or a castle mm-hmm. tower key or like... There's still things that it could have, even if it's behind GT, but it just right. all, you all got to make that decision and be like on the fly, decide, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Or you do you or you do it. And like, right. You can't be too predictable about any of your decisions either, because if you're always doing the same exact skips every time, 
like I said, your opponent can just copy you except do Link's house. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. You have to you have to mix things up. It's some sort of probability model that you just kind of gut feel and decide based on the situation. Yeah, I think what is interesting about runners like you and Mike are the fact that you're able to make those decisions without allowing it to affect you really, because I feel like me, who's again, more like gut based, like I'm just going to go with what my gut thinks. And sometimes it works, but a lot of times it doesn't. And it feels like when I get burned by something, I I hold on to it. Whereas if you're using logic, it feels like, no, that's, that's just kind of the way it works. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. Like you need to like, you need to make skips if you're going to win consistently, because like I said, like these checks, you know, 40 seconds here, 60 seconds there, big Eastern big key chest, left side swamp, Meyer cutscene. You skip those four checks and you've cut like actually four minutes off of your time in every seed. Mm-hmm. And like you, sh- you probably shouldn't skip them every time. There are, pro- there are <laughs> right. scenarios where you probably right. need to do them, but yeah. like the percentage of seeds where those, checks actually have something useful is pretty low and like sure if you're going to be playing someone who's doing those every time and you're skipping them every time you're probably going to win yeah 80 percent of seeds that that those things aren't progression Mm -hmm. i think it comes down to not letting the results affect you does that make sense like if you're very results oriented yeah um, i think like hair abasement for a long time. I felt like I kept skipping hair abasement no matter what. And I'm like, well, it was, it wasn't there. It was there last time. It's not going to be there this time. <laughs> Guess what? It was there. And then I was like, Oh, two times. It's not going to happen again. It happens the third time. And statistically, like it's such a small sample size that it feels like, yeah, that's way too often. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like just three random chances, right? Like it, so it, <laughs> I feel like, I, I speak to, for a lot of the community because we approach the games with like, oh, it's out to get me. These seeds are out to get me. You know what I mean? Like when in yeah. actuality, it's all just it's happenstance if it happens to be there or not. Right. Like you're, you you got to play yes. the percentages if you want to if you want to be consistently good. And I think GGW has shown that. I think GGW is a really good rando player. Like mm-hmm. he's obviously good at execution. He has very strong execution, but he's not the strongest execution in the community. Like there's players that just have better execution, but I think he's one of the best at just like, yeah, I'm going to skip this yeah, and it might burn me and moving on like, Mm -hmm. and like making, he makes really good skip decisions. Yeah. It's tough. It's, it's a tough, it's like a a science to it, but I don't know how you actually quantify (laughs) it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just kind of have to, play the percentages and kind of figure out the percentages in your head. And like, is it worth it at, at this point or, or not? And yeah, yeah. You, you never know. But. Yeah. Granted, there is something to be said about the fact that some of those percentages are less obvious than might sure. initially appear. It's like, yeah, like you might not realize that Skullwoods actually is much denser than two checks. It's closer to seven because mm-hmm. of, because the key logic or not the key logic, but the random logic is, not good. Yeah, that's where knowing the the, the random logic can really come in into your favor. Yeah. All right, let's get away from Rando. Where did you start <laughs> playing video games? Did were you playing video games as a kid? I take it. Yeah. I, I don't know your age, but were were you playing NES, NES, Genesis? I am thirty three. I don't okay. refer to the year. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was playing as a kid. I we had a, a Nintendo when I was very young and you know i played it but not very successfully but we were you know as was common at the time like a generation or you know or so behind in terms of the system so like in like the later 90s we got a mid mid later 90s we got a super nintendo and then like Mm. you know like towards like 99 or something got a 64 so like a, a half this half or so generation behind but i was playing all the video games that you know that were the the big ones from the childhood. Sure. You know, what the were your Sonics, favorites? Mario's. Uh, yeah, it was probably Zelda. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, I was a uh, I was a big fan of Zelda, and especially Link to the Past. It's always been one of my favorite games. So you were playing that a lot as a kid. Yeah, me and my uh, my brother, 
my brother and I were, uh, we were, I remember one memory is we were trying to get through, uh, desert palace and we just couldn't figure out that we needed to light the torches to get to mm-hmm. land. Oak. Like it just <laughs> didn't occur to us that that was a thing that should happen. Sure. Uh, yeah. We had to, uh, we had to look it up online, which, you know, back then was an effort. <laughs> sure, you got to put the phone to the thing. You got to hit the dial up. Well, we didn't even have like my family had a computer, but we the computer with Internet access was like controlled oh. by my oldest brother. And like we had to like petition him to actually <laughs> get it, to look it up. And <laughs> That's hilarious. He like it made us pay in terms of like candy that we got. weekly. Like it was a whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Gotta know how to get through desert though. Uh, So were you competitive since you had brothers? Were you playing a lot of like Mario Kart and Goldeneye and things that would would be competitive? Um so a little bit. By the time I got, you know, old enough to be like competent holding a controller. So, you know, probably like 10, 11 or so. Like my brothers were old enough that they sort of were they were hanging out together but i was you know the young kid it wasn't mm-hmm. really it kind of got separated but i was sure. still competitive with my own friends so like i would mm-hmm. you know, my big game that i had played consistently competitively was smash brothers melee oh and like okay. still vaguely uh playing that like i'm like i'm at the point where i'm very good at the game but also feel terrible because i'm comparing myself to people who are very good at the game mm, uh, I see so you could like whip your friends but when it get, comes to like the the broader community worldwide community you probably get well, smoked so, well so my friends are now very very good at the game because oh, okay. I got involved in the game so like uh, I'm like okay against most of my friends and I have one guy who's like probably going to be ranked top 100 this year oh geez and it's it got very uh, demoralizing playing him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Damn, top 100 is sick. Yeah, but like he's like not so much better than me that I can't play with him. So like that's sort of the point I'm at. I'm, I can't win a set against him. I like a, 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 a three, five game set, three out of five game set. I just it won't happen. But like mm. I can play with him still. So sure. that's sort of my point. OK, did you grow up in Washington State? No, I grew up in Chicago and moved out here for work. Oh, OK. Yeah. Okay, so all this stuff is happening in in Chicago when you're playing with your friends and uh no, all of these friends are from uh Washington. They're Oh, okay. So you didn't get into did you didn't get until the Smash Bros until later? Uh yeah, I so I was just playing uh with my friend with like whatever random friends I had and I was whooping them when I sure. was in college and okay. earlier and then they stopped playing with me because I was whooping them. Just kicking their ass. <laughs> Yeah, and when I came out here to Washington, I got involved with people who like took the game more seriously. And then mm. some of them just continued to get better. <laughs> sure. They got much better than me. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So as a kid, um, how, how much is gaming affecting you? Are you playing a lot of games as a kid or is it just sort of like a side hobby that you do for fun amongst whatever other interests you have? Yeah. I mean, it was one of my main hobbies. Like, uh, you know, I was doing all sorts of things as a kid, going out, hanging out with friends and, you know, playing around. But also we would play games a pretty decent amount of the time we hanged out. Mm-hmm. What about uh, the systems as you got older then? Because you're a little bit behind, you know, getting the, the 64 and stuff. Did you continue on with like Nintendo or did you end up moving on to PC? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I played some played through GameCube and then also moved on to play basically PC games. So I got way too far into uh, RuneScape and Diablo and then World of Warcraft. Mm, And I played a lot of World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you had your own guild and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, at my peak, I was uh, in a guild. I was leading the raid for a we pro- we probably peaked around 10th us holy shit <laughs> okay so like for real playing not just like casually yeah. playing Damn. yeah i mean okay it's yeah it's mostly just a matter of how much time you invested in it but i was you know 
Well, if you're getting 10th, that means you're investing a decent amount of time, right? Like you're not yeah. going to get there by just casually playing. Yeah, I know. Especially back then, like we were, we were low on the time investment and uh, we were rating 20 hours a week. That's like the low end of what it took to be there. Like we were, mm-hmm. we looked at everyone else as like, oh man, they rate so much more than us. It's like 20 hours a week. You look back at that. It's like, Jesus, <laughs> that's so much. <laughs> Yeah, that's impressive, though, that you were able to to raid, you know, or do that the lower amount the, than that's everyone else and still, sure. <laughs> and still uh, be competitive. Um, gosh, so did that introduce you to like Twitch and, and streaming and stuff? Uh, no, I mean, I've always just like I, I I don't even know when I discovered Twitch. It was one of the like I was I discovered Justin TV before that. It's just sure. always a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's just. I don't know. It's one of those things where you're just on the internet too much. And so these things <laughs> sure. are just like, it just happens. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't remember the first time I viewed YouTube, right? Like just, it was there and are there <laughs> and you just kind of found yeah. it somehow. Google. Yeah. Like, I don't remember the first time I used Google, but at some point I used it. And it was there. Uh, so it's safe to say that you're pretty competitive then. Yeah. I mean, I think that doing things somewhat competitively is an interest, like, it, you can't really enjoy the depths of a game unless you're going to take it seriously. And the uh, a good way of taking it seriously is to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Not the only way, but like that's sure. sort of a motive, a strong motivator. Mm-hmm. Was it just uh, gaming or sports or, or any other sort of like competition? Mostly just gaming for me. Okay. Uh, was there anything else besides melee and? World of Warcraft that you got competitive with? Uh, no. Okay. No, I've I've never really dipped into any speed running at all before this. It's just my I have a bad mentality for speed running where I just hate to continue a run that's not gonna PB mm-hmm. and that's just bad. <laughs> sure, you have to. I mean, you have to grind if you're gonna get yeah. better at a speed run, and if you don't like the grind, then probably not gonna work out. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. As you're getting older, do you still play casually like the Zelda series and, and some of the other things that you were interested in while you were growing up? Yeah, so I mean, I've played through every uh, non-exiled Zelda game uh, at least once. And then basically I would revisit Link to the Past like once every two or three years with no knowledge of any of the speedrun. And I would, you know... Mm-hmm. Just because you enjoy the game. Just just because I enjoyed the game. And like at two or three years is enough for me to sort of forget enough that I could re-enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, have a favorite of the series or was it Breath of the Wild? Uh, no, it's Link to the Past. Yeah. Oh, did I say Breath of the Wild? Gosh. You did say Breath, <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild of the Brain. What's that? Gosh. I meant to say Link to the Past, but yeah. that's <laughs> um, Okay. So you're playing uh, Melee. You're pretty competitive. Not not too competitive you're playing wow getting really competitive where then does where do you find then link to the past randomizer uh yeah so i mean um i basically found it we'll say secondhand compared to everyone's like firsthand from the gdq run where it's basically sure. some of my friends so i had a, a group of friends that i met through playing melee that like we did a we had done like a oh yeah we all like link to the past and we all hung out one day and did like a everyone is terrible no one knows the speed run speed run we're basically just playing the game like yeah we all didn't really remember the game we just hung out and played it Mm -hmm. uh and then like a year goes by and like someone mentions oh hey the randomizer exists this is a thing we could do instead and like i did a seed and i was like oh that's cool and then you know I don't know how the rabbit hole really got so deep, but suddenly I'm just doing multiple seeds. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, watching Andy and like learning how to actually play the game and how to route things, at least you know, like a vague intuition of that. Sure. Playing more seeds and so on. When is this? This is probably so. I mean, this is probably like 2020. OK, so we're in the middle of the pandemic. Looking yeah. for stuff to do. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So you find Link to the Past Randomizer and you start watching. It was Andy the first one that you watched? Or yeah. That you remember watching? Yeah. 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 It's a I good watched, one to start with. Yeah. Andy is incredibly good at the game. <laughs> like, 
he's a great streamer and he's also just like you look you watch him and you just like well if you're paying attention you'll learn you know all the dash lines that you need to learn and all the <laughs> room strats and all the quick kills and it's just what a great resource just watching andy is sure i don't want to pump him up too much but yeah he's pretty uh, good yeah 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 <laughs> um so you, you play seeds offline right you're just playing a couple different seeds to get through them and then you start watching it what's your path then into racing do you play seeds a bunch offline is it spent do you spend a lot of time just watching and absorbing do you start diving into the code uh yeah no i didn't touch the code until later uh but basically my path to racing was uh i just wasn't really i initially wasn't really interested in racing for whatever reason and i was just kind of hanging out just playing seeds and then i had a another friend who um was racing in oot Mm. and i'm like oh interesting this guy's like successful in ot racing maybe i could actually race and link to the past i don't know why that's that's what decided to motivate <laughs> me relation other than yeah. zelda but then i was like huh I'll, I'll try it i'll check it out and i basically it started doing shadow races against people on the ladder so i would just download a ladder seed and play it and see what my times looked like and compare why i lost and i started at like I just would pick like a, a race uh, for the day and I'd start at the bottom and I'd download the seed. And then eventually I started pe- beating the people that, that were racing at the bottom of the ladder batching that day. And I moved to like the middle-ish and then I moved up further. And then like once I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling kind of okay. I can probably, I, I have a chance of beating someone at like the like one third down the list. Like I'm sure sure. for the top matchup, but like, I'm probably okay to play a race or so and i entered and that was how i sort of just appeared uh without you know like appeared and wasn't terrible because i had just been playing a bunch offline how long was this uh not i i don't know like i mean for how long did you just play against do asyncs basically I, honestly i couldn't tell you it's uh pandemic timelines like everything just blurs together i, I really have no idea <laughs> sure so but this is in the middle of 2020 are you watching like main tournament league stuff or are you just trying to get better at the game yeah i watched uh so this is 2021 at this point where i'm actually okay. like a vaguely aware of the competitive scene and such and like have have watched a decent amount of racing uh and like i watched a little bit of main tournament 2021 and a little bit of league 2021 Mm-hmm. uh i wasn't that invested in it but i do remember like like there was one race that stood out to me which was actually uh obscure fish obscure life form mm-hmm. went and he can't even remember who he was racing but like they were one item from go and he just he had finished Hera, and instead of going and doing paradox cave he just went and fluted over to swamp and got his go mode there and like mm was like 20 seconds behind and suddenly won the race because of it by like 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm just like, that's so unintuitive to me. And I had to think a long, long time about, you know, how you can reasonably skip paradox cave mm-hmm. paradox and hookshot cave and all like entire East death mountain, one item from go mode. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so, why did that it, work out? It got its hooks in you though. Cause then you were then able to start thinking about the game in a different way. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's where I sort of that's like my first sort of like foray into like, oh yeah, skipping is a thing. Like it works if it like if it if the answer isn't there, you're just saving time. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Sure. So when do you start actually dipping your toe into racing? Is it on the ladder? Yeah, it's ladder and uh so my first race, I was just looking it up, was uh July or June six June thirteenth of 2021 okay did you win i did i won my first three races oh man that had to feel good then right coming off especially joining it felt very weird so i my first two of my first three races were both against norsk maddie and i vaguely remember my first one just being complete luck sack (laughs) so it was uh it was it was good to you know go in with not just instantly losing Mm mm-hmm but it, it looks like you didn't just like join open Cas boots. It looks like your second race was cross keys and you won it. Yeah. I, I, 
I've always been a big fan of cross keys. So like, right from away, the moment I saw it, I was okay. like, yeah, this is a more interesting mode. Mm, okay. Um, so kind of tell me about your first, you know, few months playing on the ladder. Did it feel like you were finding your footing? Did you feel like you were making progress? Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like I was, I felt pretty good about everything that was happening. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised by how I was performing because like, unless, unless I vague or grossly misunderstood something, like I was already doing ladder races. I just wasn't getting credit for them. Sure. Like, so like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I probably should be like, I, I just looking through the people I lost to like, I have a loss to Tam in there. And like the first two months I was like, yeah, I wasn't going to beat Tam at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, yeah, it, you know, I was probably doing a little better than I thought I was, but was going to, but nothing like it didn't feel shocking to me. Sure. I remember our first race on the ladder was <laughs> in December of that year. Yeah. And uh, I lost by like 11 minutes, it looks like. And I remember going into the discords with like GGW and Gamma I'm like, who the hell is Telefire? Like, what is this German runner doing? How, how <laughs> I, where did he come from? Uh, yeah. I like, I like to, uh, go look at where my opponent's at at the end of the race and see their reaction. It's always fun to me. Um, <laughs> and I remember your reaction was who the hell is Telethar? <laughs> I know yeah. I haven't been like actively involved in the scene for a bit, but like where the, where did this guy come from? Yeah. Cause I remember it was a ped seed too. And you're just like, how did I lose by 11 minutes on a ped seed? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, funny. Yeah, racing. I'm not good with racing just because I I have an inflated ego when I race, and it's like, who am I to even think that I could be better or should be better than anyone? But I just I remember that moment. I was like, holy crap! I got to take notice of this guy because uh, you know you look at your record at the time, and it's like, damn, this guy is actually really good. Where did he come from? I think that's <laughs> that's the biggest thing. It's like, how did someone get good so fast? When in actuality, you were racing you just weren't racing uh online you weren't you know you were doing yeah the, yeah i mean stuff, acing stuff so yeah this race or this uh this game is very receptive to playing offline like you know something like melee you got you basically have to be playing other people to actually learn the game whereas this one the game is single player o- only the result is compared right. so it's like, like you golf can, right like yeah I'm going to shoot my holes and you're going to shoot yours. And then I sound like a professional golfer here. Uh, <laughs> and then we, whoever has the best wins, right? Like we has no bearing on, on who did what other than right. how yeah. you performed in melee though. Like you can't just play against the computer and get good, right? Like you have to be playing yeah, no, against. It's, it's completely useless. Yeah. I mean, it's not completely useless, but it's at a point it becomes useless though. Right. Because you become, you just know how to, defeat the computer probably no problem yeah yeah i mean if you it depends what the mindset you go in with and all that but yeah mostly like there's a lot of things you'll just learn that like computer cheese that like is completely irrelevant to a human Mm -hmm. and also things that don't work against the computer might work against the human because computers have perfect reactions to specific things where it's just like (laughs) yeah yeah, i mean that's not (laughs) yeah did you start entering tournaments? Did you enter the 2021 like main tournament or cross keys or any of that stuff? I think my first tournament was the doors tournament doors. And, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Your uh, first tournament was the doors tournament. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I entered cross keys of one D 21. Yeah. Okay. Did, so, um, yeah. how did the doors thing go? Like, at that time, I think Doors was still relatively newish. Yeah, it was. It went all right. I mean, I didn't. I didn't make the bracket, but I had a good time. Yeah. What What was it about Doors? Because again, like, is is it you just like to increase the difficulty of what you're played? Uh yeah. I mean, I think that like the more complicated it is, the more opportunity you have for skill expression. Whereas, like. Something like an open, you know, there's that there's a different skill expression for sure, but mm. it also feels very uh, get lucky based. Like mm. you got you chose the right option or sure. didn't. Sure. So stuff like eighty keys, I take it is is more in your wheelhouse. Uh yeah. Though I think that like the eighty keys is mo- less 
interesting then across keys or indoors because there's less less uh opportunity for skill expression i think in general like it there's just more or less just the one skill which is just an efficient full clear routing Mm -hmm. whereas like cross keys is you know you have to route on you route on the fly because it's different entrances every time and there's a bunch of small decisions that can save you time and minimize risk i see did you start hanging out did you find a group of people because it feels like I don't, I don't know. I don't know who you hang out with or who you would say your people are, but did you find a community pretty quickly or have you even found people to, I don't know, hang out with? No. So realistically, I didn't really find a community until uh, like I was approached by Kitsu slash GGW about joining their league team. And it's sort of just like, then I was hanging out with them. And then now I've been hanging out with, uh, some of the Europeans because my sleep schedule is degenerate. Um, <laughs> sure. And like now I really feel like I've got a pretty good, like I, I'm in the community now, but like for a while there it was just, I was, I don't know. It felt I'm, I'm very much not a reach out to people type of person. So like mm. I didn't ever feel like the community was cold towards me or anything like that, but it's just like, I don't know where I needed someone to reach out to me and like, sure you that's less likely to happen until you're, uh, until you have a reason to be reached out to. So like sure. League really helped me for that. How did uh, GGW and Hitsu go about finding you? Like, were you guys racing against each other? Did I uh, know? Yeah, I think it was Hitsu was like, well, they were, they needed to replace uh, Zero Rush. Um, and I think Hitsu just like, because we had played each other on ladder quite a bit at that point. He's like, hey, this guy's team listen and good we should grab him <laughs> yeah that's basically i think the extent of it sure well let's talk about that league season because you've had one league season uh with the okay dudes yeah it went pretty well and uh yeah i would say i'd say you had a pretty good season uh it looks like you went overall eight and four yeah um i don't know tell me about your experience with with the league oh uh, i mean the league was great uh i'm like I, I think I did fine. I think relative to winning the entire league, I didn't do great in the sense that like, especially towards the end, I just lost both of my two matches in the last sets and mm. my teammates carried me to victory. <laughs> that's sometimes that's the way it works though, right? Like that you, is the way it works. I, I do think that I probably had the hardest matchups in those two match in t- those two uh, pairings. I had to play Ramond into Airy and like, <laughs> So, like, those are probably the two hardest matchups in cross keys of the entire league. Yeah. It looks like in the finals, too, against Aerie, got a 139. And is that in cross keys? Yeah. Oh, geez. (laughs) Yeah, that's rough. Uh, (laughs) The the match against uh, uh, Ramondo looked like it was pretty close. Yeah. So, in the match against Aerie, he crushed me because there was Mirror on Pyramid and I think I last located it and it was just mm. that was the end. Yeah. Uh the Ramond one was super close. The deciding factor was who decided to go back and kill Pendant Helmosaur for an ice rod. Oh, that's right. I might and have been I, in on that one. Yeah. I like located it last, I think, and he had like two checks left and he beat me by like two checks worth of time. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Like, yeah. Can't, too, can't be too upset about that. Sure. Uh, tell me a little bit about your co-op experience. Cause was, this was your first experience with co-op. Oh yeah. My co-op experience was a disaster. Uh, oh, really? I think co-op is great. I just, I, well, my, my first co-op race, I think period was the AD co-op with GGW and I just melted down and we lost that race. Cause I melted down for no good reason. It was like, like a dark ag and I got lost and died. And even though I've done Dark Aga like a million times, like sure. it was Fire Rod Aga, it wasn't hard. Uh, but something about the whole being on co-op and like having someone else in my ear and just the entire thing, just I melted down. So I felt terrible about that. Uh, plus it's GGW too. He's probably being an asshole. Yeah, he was actually super nice about it, but he but he was definitely being an asshole. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you did. Uh, that was with GGW. Did you do any of the other co-op weeks? Yeah, so, I, I did the retrans with Hitsu. The 
twice or whatever we ended up doing it and those were those were those were fun um it felt like we were constantly just lost like a mix of hitsu <laughs> like not hitsu's like yeah. slight language barrier plus not knowing the uh like he doesn't have a language barrier and that he can't speak or understand english at all like he's fine on those but like he's like yeah i don't know any of the entrances my name like i have i have no way to refer to these entrances i'm like "Ah, okay (laughs) we'll see how this goes we won all of our yeah we won all of our co-ops um that was against the beats from the east too so it wasn't like a, a free matchup either yeah no it was uh we did pretty well there um it was very (laughs) <laughs> it's very hectic our co-ops i, I imagine yeah <laughs> but then the, we just like it, it, it was a lot of it was very silly too it's, it's just like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna skip this i'm like all right that's fine <laughs> let's go <laughs> and uh, like hits you made a bunch of interesting calls that all worked out very well <laughs> that, that's it too yeah. so you guys go 12 and 2 in the regular season it looks like and like clearly win your division the next closest was uh wjbt wjpdtb <laughs> at eight and six so you guys kind of coasted into the playoffs um yeah. so that had to feel pretty good you get into the round round one you guys go uh th- it looks like three and one i think something happened with hitsu where he got sick or something i can't remember oh yeah hitsu i don't even remember what it was but he had to forfeit his batch so it was a three one with an asterisk yeah like it was a we will we will play this match out if it needs to happen but if it doesn't need to happen it's just a forfeit yeah and so then i think i played and yeah, we just you... didn't didn't need to do the third match because the fourth yeah. match was a win anyway so you beat tell uh, you beat, i keep saying tell you beat radical sniper you beat kazden uh, and it looks like GWK's in. Then you get to don't forget to track us and just a clean sweep there. Uh, feeling pretty good. Then you come up against the Divine Beastie Boys. Yeah. Uh, what were your going into games three and four with Gamma versus GGW? Did you expect GGW to win both of those? Or were you prepared for a game five? Because I was prepared. I thought for sure we were going to game five. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was winning both of them is uh, a very fortunate performance from gw <laughs> like going i expected a game five probably is it, you know the most likely result is that we're not going to be able to get a 2-0 there mm-hmm. and you know i lost to ramon so i'm like yeah ready for this to ready for this to go to the co-op and i just didn't yeah i was uh, surprised i was surprised. i was a little afraid of you guys in co-op <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, I, I was. I really wanted to play that co-op match. I really, really wanted to play it. Um, and then you guys get go against the Pugs in the finals, and you had the one loss. And then again, GGW just with the carry. Yeah, that's uh, like if you look at this, it's the exact same story twice over. Is my teammates won and I lost, and then we didn't have to go to co-op. Yeah, that's why it just feels a little bad because like my first le- my first league season, it's like yeah, I won, but. <laughs> more, no, it feels more like no my but. team won. Yeah, but they, that's you, I mean, that's the whole point of doing team stuff is you get a, you sure. get to ride with however your team performs, and if they you know perform better than you, it's not like you were were a total dead weight. Like you you no, had a lot yeah. of wins, so it's for, random. For sure. I just I just would have liked to have you know been an important factor in winning at the end, <laughs> sure, as opposed sure. to like I could literally anyone could have filled in that <laughs> spot and we still would have won those two sets. Sure. For sure. So how were you feeling? Was this your first championship or win of a tournament? Uh, I'm trying to remember. So I, I had also won the casual boots, 80 keys. And I think that was just after this. Yeah. So yeah, this was, this would have been my first tournament win. And, and then, then you, then the, the cas boots, that was against Hitsu, is, right? Yeah, we the finals was against Hitsu, and he was uh, sufficiently impaired that he <laughs> made some unintended skips. Sure. <laughs> so those, those those were fun matches, but I still can't believe I lost to Hitsu in the playoffs. By the way, like he died to Aga one man, and I still lost. I just couldn't believe it. I made the yeah. one skip, and it and it cost me. Yeah, that, um, that was rough. <laughs> that was so rough. Um. Okay, so you've been doing a lot of tournament stuff. Like you've been in the main tournament. Uh, it feels like you're you're taking a part of 
pretty much all of the tournaments as they're coming. I, yeah. I take it you enjoy the tournament grind? Yeah, I think the tournaments are fun. Um, I don't know. I like having some sort of stakes in when I play. It's like it's not the biggest deal, but like it's still, you know. It's something. It makes it makes the heart beat faster. Sure. The rush that comes with with playing a tournament race is definitely fun. Um, what about like, again, you're still relatively new to the to the scene, considering you've only been playing for for a couple of years now. But um, has there ever been any thought of I, I say this not in just council or running a tournament or mo- moderating or any of the, any of those things? Uh, so I, I did apply to the council just before, you know, it got dissolved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't know how like I applied to the council, but my application to the council was when it, there was a section that's why do you want to be on the council? And then my I looked at that for a while. And I'm just like, God, what, do I, what am I supposed to put here? Like, and I eventually <laughs> yeah. just said, screw it and put uh, I want to be on the council because I tend to agree with my opinion more often than anyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great reason. Great Uh-oh. reason. So that's all I put there. And I was like, yeah, you know, they probably won't take me. And I'm fr- I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't need to be on the council. But sure. the, also the people on the council know, have like, a, like are familiar with me enough that like they, they know my uh, temperament and my like the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, I'm fairly level headed and reason- rational about my decisions. So like if they want, I'm there. If they don't want, I don't care. Sure. And now uh, we have no idea what is even going to happen, right? Like, yeah, no, absolutely no idea. It's all up in the air, and we'll we'll see what what happens. Uh, one thing that I do know that you'll enjoy, at least uh, being a part of the community, is is helping out with with the logic stuff, like the the big push for hundred percent locations in both cross keys and eighty keys. I feel like comes from you. Um, yeah, kind I of mean, talk to a little bit about how that came about, and 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 your feelings on that. I mean, it's one of those things where like multiple times people have like it's come up in a conversation. It's like, yeah, key lock keys suck. Like and everyone's like, yeah, I agree. It's like not fun to deal with. And, you know, you like there was sort of a, a, a confluence of things. I think one of the like main motivators for me was I was watching Gamma do a race and he had two keys like he he like was like, oh, yeah, nothing's left except for unless there was a key, two keys, lock keys in pod. Both of the six key lock chests were keys. And I was like, wow, that's so dumb. Mm, it <laughs> like, is dumb. Yeah. He had to go back to pod on four keys for the big chest or something like that uh-huh. for his progression because the harmless hallway and big key chest were both keys. And I was like, <laughs> that's so ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, and like, uh, you know, I was just discussing this and, and people like, yeah, it sucks. I'm like, why don't we just not instead? Like, <laughs> what is the reason we're on this on 100% locations? Like, who wants this? And then I just brought it up in racing talk. It's like, hey, what if we just didn't? And obviously I have no actual, in, no power or influence. But Allison was like, you know, that's a great point. What if we just didn't? And then said, okay, Cross keys is going to be hundred percent locations instead. The simplicity of it, I think is what's, <laughs> what's interesting, right? Like we've been doing this for five years, five plus years, right? Maybe keys, not as long, but quite, quite some time. And I don't feel like anyone has ever <laughs> brought that up. No one's talked about, Hey, why don't we just do a hundred percent locations? Like it's, it's such a simple fix. And yet here, you know, how, how yeah, long yeah. did it take to get there? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, what if we just didn't? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so you like to, at least now, look at the code and, and kind of figure out a lot of the logic. Is that is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah. Where does that come from? Are you are you a coder? Is that something you do yeah. for a living? Okay. Yeah, yeah, software engineer. Yeah, that so, makes sense. So like pulling up the code, like, you know, it's not, not the most complicated code, so it's pretty easy to look at. And from the lot, like the logic is pretty straightforward to read, especially in like the VT branch It's very much just like one big if statement that you look at and it's like, Oh yeah, that's what this is saying. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, most of it is pretty straightforward there. And there's been some fun things like, uh, the V31.1 change with the Meyer small keys. That was also because I was like, Hey, this is wrong. Like 
uh, oh, I, didn't, I didn't even know what, what that is. Oh, um, in V31, the on the left side, if the buyer big key is there, say the uh-huh. buyer big key is vanilla, yeah, then the compass chest is in logic on two keys. The but, compass chest is the one that's on the left side as well, yeah, okay. So that that's v, in V31, the compass chest is in logic on two keys, but the big key itself is not in logic on two keys. But that doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you brought so, that up. So I brought up that that makes no sense. And they they changed it for V31.1, which like okay. ha- changes Meyer routing quite a bit. Because then it now locks both of those checks behind all three keys. No, no, no. It's, they're locked behind two keys. Oh, when okay. When the big key is on the left side, it's locked I see. behind two keys. I see. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so if you find the big key in, like, say, the, the compass chest... Now, or for either one of them, it's you only need two keys to get to them, regardless right, because, of the mode. Okay, right, okay. because the last key door is in the basement. So, like, they already had that key logic. It's just that they only applied weirdly, it to one. They it weirdly it only applied to the not big key mm, chest. That's like, weird. Whichever chest didn't have the big key was in logic, but the one with but the big key itself was not. Mm, okay, so. It was it was a weird, weird behavior where it's like you need to actually like look at the code and be like, hey, wait a second. Mm-hmm. So what else is broken with this game? <laughs> what else? Can what, you else sell what, uh, what else is broken? Ice Palace yeah. right side is broken. Um, that one's actually still broken. Um, the, it is supposed to be hookshot locked unless the big key is locked behind the right side. But OK, it, but like that that check is actually not correct <laughs> as in like it doesn't work. Um, basically if you get access, logical access to the ice palace, big key when inside of ice palace. Uh, so like you walk into ice palace and the first chest is a pod, small key and that pod, small key locks the ice palace, big key. Mm-hmm. Then the right side is considered still in logic, even though you can have the big key in hand and therefore it should be hookshot locked. It's mm. it's a little bit busted. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. So are they going to fix that one or is that just uh, wait and unclear. see? Yeah. <laughs> unclear. Uh, what else is broken? Um, uh, Ice Armos is in logic on three keys uh, via the left side. Mm. Even okay. if you don't have the fire rod to recover your key from the right side. Well, how are you supposed to do that then without the, <laughs> you have the fire just sequence break it well i mean don't open the middle door oh but, i see yeah but yeah uh but you could accidentally open i mean the whole the whole point of the logic is you shouldn't be able to lock yourself out right like yeah that's correct if you if you've opened the middle door and you've opened the right side door and then realized you don't have the fire rod and you've done the climb uh you can be locked out of the game because you're like you can't go left side mm. because you're out of keys. So you can't get the random room and I uh, ice armos and you can't go to right side because the fire rod is on ice armos. Okay. So like that, uh, that's, <laughs> but that's unlikely, right? Like that one's a little bit more unlikely because nobody really over, ever opens that middle door. Correct. No one ever opens that middle door. So yeah. it doesn't actually matter. Sure. That's probably why they didn't bother fixing it. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. And so, then, yeah, okay. key logic is just oh, just uh, the the whole dungeon bias is a real thing because the randomizer code is not very random. Explain. Oh, this one's gonna be too much to really explain, but basically, well, explain it like I'm a, a first grader. Then, like, you don't have to give me everything. Yeah, yeah. The basically the uh, the way the randomizer works is it it shuffles all the locations, then it puts keys from the top, and then it puts items from the bottom of the list. Okay. Uh, and so dungeons that have like Skull Woods, for example, which has eight checks in it is almost weighed as having eight items in it, even though it only gives you two items mm. simply because it doesn't matter what the, it doesn't matter that there's only two items in it. What matters is how many checks are on the bottom of the list. And the more, ch- more, more chests there are in the dungeon, the more likely that it's something is on the bottom of the list. Okay. So is that, does that play into like the whole Dunka theory that always checks? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, that's that that's sense. like that's the math behind that theory. That I don't. I think the mask actually came second. I think that there's there's this was just a strong intuition from people, mm-hmm. and like sometimes sometimes that gut intuition is correct, and like there is a reason behind it, and like. Yeah, right, like you might look at Skullwoods and be like, "Oh, it's only two items. I don't want to do that. It's slow. It might not, not be." Able, but like, no, like Skullwoods is actually very dense. It just doesn't feel like it. Sh- it just doesn't show it on the <laughs> sure. your tracker. Okay, that's super interesting. So clearly, you're a smart dude. The the Rando community is a little bit in shambles. I, I use that. <laughs> I use that vaguely. Yeah. It's not, I mean, everything's fine. Yeah, everything's, everything's absolutely fine. Yeah. I, I mean, nothing's really changed since the council got dissolved. Um, and they're trying to figure out what to do going forward. What is, what do you do with this, with the random community? Yeah. Uh, um, honestly, I think that, that the old council is mostly fine, but I would probably just make everything a little more public. Mm. Like, I, I don't think that I think having polls of the community is great for informative purposes. I don't think having everyone, or like letting everyone decide all the rules as a as a community, it's going to work out great. I think that there right. is a hodgepodge was what happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like I think that you know just basically having a council that people respect and that people respect the opinions of, and then just let having them make their decisions be like this is why we decided. This is why like the I I, I reference like the Supreme Court, the uh, dissenting opinion, the majority opinion whatever those mm, are called and just yeah. like making those known like i think that's fine like at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what the council decides we just need a rule set like my experience in the game is going to be almost the same with or without specky stat specky <laughs> sure, like, sure i'd like it there but like i don't care it's not uh, that big of a deal right like yeah the people this- who made it out to be a big deal like i don't understand it's no one should think it's a big deal either way it's like it's yeah. not gonna matter sure are you cool with the rule set right now because again everyone's kind of like oh this is what i would change or that's what i would oh, change yeah, I, I would change a bunch of things like what I, I i don't like hovering uh i can hover but i just think it's not a good it's not healthy for the game mm. so to speak like it kind of sucks when you lose to a hovering see like i think maybe hovering is fine in hookshot cave and so on and so forth but uh, i would probably just get rid of the the bounce and hover at the end of the game. Um, so you're allowed to hover except Moldarm 2? Uh, probably. Okay. Um, I would probably get rid of Icebreaker because it basically neuters Ice Palace. And like, that's unfortunate. That dungeon just became like, like if you have Samaria, it's like, yeah, you just go to Ice Palace. It's really quick and it's free. Yeah. And like, I don't know. That dungeon just is so neutered with Icebreaker. It removes the decision of like, Oh, should I do Ice Palace now or not? Because it takes, it's so fast now. It's super fast. It's, yeah. it's like very straightforward and you can just, you can always get all the chests. It's just like, I don't know. It just makes it, and like, it also removes some of the hardest rooms in that dungeon. Sure. Bring like, back the Ice Palace bomb jump, everyone. 2024. <laughs> yeah. The bomb jump and the hallway or the, the, what the, platform itself that's moving i'll make that room way harder or make that dungeon way harder to sure. be quick at sure cool. i'm a big fan of things that people can gain or lose time on from execution purposes like those sure. should probably not be removed from the game what about hammer yump yeah hammer yump stays just because pod six six key pod sucks <laughs> it does it really <laughs> does like having to having to you already it already sucks on with saving a key if you had to like actually get the six keys in order to do all the checks, it would just be mm. so annoying and you'd lose yeah. whenever you lose a race because like, yeah, you chose wrong between the 50, 50. It just would be so much more frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Where are you at with the randomizer? Again, you're relatively new compared to a lot of people that have had on the show. Are you in a, in a good spot? Are you enjoying the game? Do you feel like you're going to be enjoying the game for a while? Uh, yeah. I mean, I probably have been playing more than I like. I probably will scale back my playing a little bit, but like, I don't foresee myself stopping playing in the near future. Yeah. But like, yeah, I was, I've entered a lot of tournaments recently and I probably have played a little too much <laughs> just sure. very recently. But it's hard to skip out on some of the fun tournaments though. Yeah. So yeah, I'm good where I'm at, but more or less. 
are you going to play league? I know GGW's probably out. Are you going to try to form a team this year? Uh, yeah, I'm probably. I, I, I will, unless I somehow don't manage to find people, I will play league this year. I, I would be surprised if you didn't find people to play with. Like if if you need someone that's good to play with and you're pretty good, I, I imagine uh, there's there's a, a big group of people out there that, that uh, yeah. would qualify. So I'd be surprised. Yeah, so I'll probably join. All right, tilt question. Uh, you know, I've watched, I've watched, uh, watch you run, do runs every once in a while. I know you don't do NMG. You did do the uh, the NMG league, though, right? That was yeah. your first time running NMG. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, poorly. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, right? NMG is tough. It's just so it, different. It is tough. Yeah, I did not have a single clean run. Um, mm. between so like I didn't practice enough so it's on me like I just I'm not I'm not surprised but like I did four runs a qualifier and three races and all of them were bad yeah <laughs> so. it's, it's just tough yeah so I, I feel like I've when I've watched you you've handled tilt pretty well um, and through our conversation it feels like you handle tilt well but but how do you handle tilt whether it's in the middle of a seed where you last locate something or at the end of a seed when you occasionally lose? <laughs> um, I, at the end of a seed, I'm pr- usually pretty fine with it. Like I can, I'll get salty or whatever, but like not so much at my opponent. Just like, yeah, that sucks. Like it, I'm more, the tilt that I get is mostly just at myself for mm. like not playing, not having good execution and, and decision-making like, like yeah i knew i shouldn't have done that like and i'll i'll i will get tilted to like like it things sort of spiral for me sometimes like every once in a while you'll see a seed where i'm just like playing like garbage and it just like spirals Mm -hmm. uh and that's just bad mental game which i try to you know work on but but that's natural right like getting upset with yourself i don't think is necessarily a bad thing it's really how you react to it and it feels like i don't know again you can speak on this it feels like you handle it pretty well for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I think I, uh, I, I think I have some consistency issues in terms of like where I will let things spiral. Uh, where like if I'm not playing well, I will start playing worse, which mm-hmm. will feed into itself. Okay. Uh, but I usually can keep that. Like that usually doesn't affect me. But like one in fifty seeds or whatever, you know, it's just like yeah, that was that was just a complete disaster. Like, how did I let that happen? That's a pretty good statistic, though. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> One out of 50 is not bad to get tilted. Sure. Yeah. But also, I probably shouldn't have a miniature execution meltdown in 1 in 50 seeds. Like, if I could just not, that'd be great. I don't need to. It doesn't matter about winning and losing. It's just like, I just want to play my game. Yeah, you want to do your best. Yeah. Like, I yeah. lost to... Uh, in my first of three games versus Jesse and AD keys earlier this week. And like, I I was really happy because that's probably the best I've ever played in a seed. I just happened to be later to castle tower key by 40 checks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that is what it is, but Mm-mm. I was really happy with the seed. I think that speaks something, right? Like you lost, you understand why you lost and yet you still performed well. I, I don't know. I think that's, a lot of people could take something away from that because yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's rando. You're going to lose matches. Right. So it's just a question of if you're, you feel good about your execution decisions. Right. You have to play your game, be cool with how you played your game or, you know, know that you need to work on something and then let the results be what they are. Yeah, for sure. So how many more championships you got in you in the next, next 12 months? Going to get another league title, mm. maybe main tournament t- champion. Got cross keys going on now as well. So at least three, three <laughs> more rings to add to the finger. Yeah, seems unlikely. Um, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I would, I would love for the cross keys championship, and I doubt I'm going to get it because there's a lot of very good players. It's so hard, man. <laughs> it's so hard to get to the top sixteen, even. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm now three and one and terrified of the next four weeks oh, do you know who your next opponent is uh i don't think they've announced next okay. week's opponents now okay so well, no i wouldn't idea. be surprised if you won because of how good you are at this game uh it's 
it's been impressive, man. Like it, it really has. Like, sorry, I tilted out on you. The first no, the yeah, all good. <laughs> like, who the fuck is this? Guy? But um, you know, especially when I was first coming up, one thing I like to think about is how many people were like cheater? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's which a like mark it's, of a it's compliment. Fair. Yeah, like who the heck is this guy? Why is he so good so quickly? Again, not knowing that that the time that you put in. Ah, uh, yeah. Outside, I mean, sure. Like. Uh, I was never called a cheater and that just speaks to the quality of my game. So <laughs> I wish I, I, they'd called me a cheater back then. No one but, has said it to my face at least. <laughs> that's good. Um, but yeah, I, I've loved having you in the community. I love having you part of the community and, and the knowledge that you bring, I think has just been, been invaluable. Like, you know, you might not realize it, but you're impacting things in a really positive way. Even if it's the little things like the, the 100% locations that we all should have known in the first place. But uh, those are those are real positives that that affect a lot of people. And it's been really cool to to have you uh, a part of the community. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you. I mean, 216, much more obvious, nice, big impact. But it means a lot for you to say that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for doing the show, man. I, I, I'll try to keep your mouth, uh, your name out of my mouth more often. I'll do the Will Smith. Keep key, keep your my wife's name out of my mouth. I'll try to keep Telethar out of my mouth when I'm talking. But you're just so good. And I feel like I just, you, you're the, almost like you set the bar so high that I, I compare all new people to you. And it's probably not fair to those new people, but you got to come in hot like Telethar, man. Thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Big shouts to Telethar for coming on the show. Really appreciate having him. And I'll, I'll try to keep his name out of my mouth. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, I'm going to be talking about Telethar a lot in the future just because he's going to continue a win. He's he's a really good runner and plays really smart. His execution's constantly improving and is going to be around, you know, winning. So this was going to close out season four. And then we were just going to jump into season five. I see no reason to close out season four. And if we're just going to jump right into season five, like what's the point? So season four continues uh, next week on the show. Got Zen Arcane. Holy smokes. You definitely want to come back for Zen Arcane. I had so much fun talking to Zen and man, just a good dude. And it was really cool to get a chance to know him a little bit more. It definitely took too long to get him on, but I'm super, super glad to have him on the show next week. So make sure you come back for that. We have a really good time. I've already done a couple more interviews uh, with some more people, and uh, the rest of season four is going to be fire. So stick around for that. Yeah, not a lot's going on with me. Just chilling, having a good time. Really enjoying the podcast. Really enjoying the random community. Really curious to see what happens with Tark. Glass half full. That's how I'm approaching this all. Glass half full. Faith in the community. All right. That's going to do it for this show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. We're available everywhere. If you could leave a review, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it helps the show out. This helps get our SEO stuff up, really. And I'm not really good at doing that stuff. So if you could help me out, that'd be that'd be helpful. You know, I don't have any social media platforms where I promote the show. That's not going to change just because I'm not crazy about social media. Uh, join the Discord. 216pod.com has the links. Lots of fun conversation going on over there, especially with football season about to start. Major League Baseball playoffs are, are about to start in, in a month or so, and uh, there'll be a lot of conversation uh, about that when that happens. Really hoping the M's are able to sneak their way in. Yeah, come have fun in the Discord. I think that's going to do it. Again, come back next week for Zen Arcane. Really appreciate you all listening. See you next time.